You're listening to Creatives Prevail, unraveling the stories of creative professionals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Creatives Prevail. I am your wonderful and sometimes amazing host, Mike Zimmerlich, and my next guest is Jay Leatherland, an Olympic silver medalist swimmer and one of Triplet Brothers in the hip-hop group Trips. In this interview, we discuss how his discipline as an accomplished athlete translated into being an artist and why it's important to have goals. Let's get into it. Hey, Jay, how's it going? What's up? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Doing good. It's good to see you. I mean, oh, it's not uh, necessarily in person like last time, but I really mm-hmm. appreciate you being on the podcast. I actually have been so... I am so excited to actually do this interview with you because you're yeah, such an amazing person. We had such a great time. And for context, uh, Jay, we um, we met because of a mutual colleague of ours, Emily White. So shout out mm-hmm. to, to em. uh, Emily. White, Emily go, White has been uh, on the uh, podcast on the show before and also a manager oh, that's of her right. own podcast, too. So uh, yeah, and yeah, part yeah. of my motive festival too so like there's it's all part of the family yeah the connection's crazy it's yeah it's sick so but um uh, I, thank you so much for having me it's it's so dope when we talked last time too you were like uh talking about the podcast i'm like yo i need it i want to get on this yeah it's a, it's truly amazing because you know especially for you you come from such an interesting background as well and i think and it was so funny because i think you and i were both nerding out about uh beating up but yeah you have such an incredible backstory so can you you know tell, tell i mean tell us about can you tell us like you know your your beginning story if you will Ooh. all right so like i'm pretty bad with like introducing or giving myself like a background um but yeah i think it kind of started so i'm a triplet i'm one of a triplet um one of and it's all dudes um kevin and mick um and i am i was born in the u in the i was born in japan osaka um i was moved to dubai at the age of and then right around that I lived in Dubai for a year uh went to the states and kind of grew up most of my just till now uh in the U.S. so um that's kind of how the living part of it um why did you move to Dubai it was all through my dad's job um what did your dad do so he's a he's a chef. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if like that's like a pretty common thing for chefs. I think it is, but um, literally, like I moved around so much. Uh, it was like Dubai, and then once we got to the states, like we did a a pretty big loop as well. Um, we started out in Cali, and then made our way over to Florida. Uh, lived in Miami for a year and then Orlando for like three years went back to Miami and then uh, Georgia and then once and then Georgia was probably the longest because I ended up finishing high school and college there um, so then after that like once we went to college my parents went back to Cali 
So like they did a full circle, and then now they're back to Japan. So wow, full circle, yeah. Now, so one thing I do want to talk about because you, you're definitely one of the first. You're the first guest I've ever had that as actually an athlete, and of course we're going to talk talk about your music aspect too. But you know, but I mean, you as an athlete, I mean, you how can you give us like a quick rundown of like how you got into swimming to begin with? So you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I started swimming when I was like eight years old. Um, me and my brothers, we both loved, like we had a bet pool in our backyards and we just loved the pool. Um, I think we would like race each other like all the time after school. And then um, I think parents were like, yo, we got to keep them busy. I mean, of course, like triplets as kids, mm-hmm. our parents are probably like, we got to wear them down somehow um and then we joined a club team in miami and that's kind of how it all started and then um we kind of got better and better and then we all got swimming scholarships to go swim for university of georgia um and currently i'm still swimming my bros retired but um yeah, it's been a crazy ride for swimming, that's for sure. I'll say you 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 miss a couple of major uh uh major accomplishments, including uh being a, a if I recall an Olympic silver medalist in the middle of all that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, it's been I've been so blessed with like so many people that's been part of my journey and it's been sick. So, uh, you know, uh, for everyone listening, they're wondering, look, why are we talking about that? You know, uh, athleticism in a you know on a creative podcast. But <laughs> is that even as an athlete, I strongly believe that you are still a creative in many ways, especially these days, because athletes are can be also brands in many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back, uh, you know, the one of the prime examples, of course, is like you know the legendary Michael Jordan, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And they themselves are essentially brands and. You know, you also have quite a bit of a following on social media. So you can can you talk about incorporating uh, social media into your you know your career as an athlete? Yeah, I think, I mean, as an athlete through the swimming community, I think social media plays a huge role. Um, just because, I mean, I with sponsorships and everything too. It's like um, you want to be promoting the product, but then not even with brands, but just like the person that you are. I think it's um, social media gives you like a voice for who you are. And that's how fans are able to kind of connect with you and um, relate to you in um, different ways. And yeah, I think social media is fun. I think I love kind of expressing or putting up a story on Instagram and um, engaging with people and fans um but yeah I never really thought of it in that way of like the branding part of like an individual with social media it's pretty pretty cool absolutely um, um so but yeah I mean because also if you, you've gotten you know partnerships and endorsements as well as, mm-hmm. as an athlete and you know a number of athletes do receive that but 
you also have to have the following, right? Because that's the reason why they're going to want to partner with you is because mm-hmm. you have that, you know, people that are interested in your career as an athlete. And also checking out your social media, it sounds it looks like there's quite a bit of a variety of what you post as well. Yeah, I try to keep it, I mean, just as natural as I can. Um, because you know, when it's like too heavy on like let's say uh swimming that's not really like everything that i do to on a daily basis so um yeah i love kind of expanding and if i travel or travel i want to post every everything about it so absolutely and um, of course that that does bring you i mean literally quite a little all over the world doesn't it yeah it's (laughs) i've been yeah so many great places so blessed so Let's talk about music now, because you like that's that is quite different. I mean, there are some athletes that do come try to get, you know, to go into music. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the only example I can think of is that Shaq tried to have a, a career. At one point. <laughs> yeah, but we'll ignore that one for a second. And he's good, though. He's good. He, he like I back then. You... I don't know. I haven't heard no, it yet. Before. Back then, I think when, because yeah. remember when he was like, there was a time where he tried to get into acting and things like that too. Yeah. It didn't yeah. necessarily work out for him. It's so like, well. yeah, you're Shaq, bro. But now, he's, like, yeah. I think he's at a new legendary level. I think he, I mean, talk, talk about somebody who, like a brand like Shaq, right? That was mm-hmm. so huge in the 90s and then kind of laid low for a while. Then all of a sudden, I would say in the last 10 years, all of a sudden made like, you know, such a resurgence for himself. Yeah. No, it's true. And I mean, he's like DJing, like he's like a big person to have for like DJ uh, events now. Like he's he works the crowd. And I mean, it's so easy to like spot him, too. It's just like this big dude. From, <laughs> you you can't from miss him. <laughs> it's crazy. You can't miss him. But yeah, um, but I would like to know more about your, you know, your background of music, like how, like talk about your passion of music and, you know, why did you decide to, you know, pursue, you know, pursue career music? Um, damn, like, I don't really know um, where it began. I think um, like growing up, I would always like me and my brothers would always like kind of mess around and like perform in front of like our families and stuff like just i don't know some gibberish like song that we would make um and like it was just fun and then um i think right around and i always loved music my parents um was a big influence on like exposing us to like a lot of different like genres um even like japanese music i love um and like New Zealand rap musics, my dad introduced me to. Um, my dad's from New Zealand, so, um, and then my mom's Japanese, so, and then, um, I think like because we moved around so much, swimming was always one thing that like connected me with like other people, and I think honestly like music was a way for me to like. I don't know. I think it was always something that like I've connected to like a certain song to a certain place. And then like it kind of um felt that way every single time we moved. So like whenever I hear a song, I think back of like where I was at that time. And um 
which I always thought was so sick. Um, and then I think through our college years, we really wanted to like just create. I think it was like something that we just, it was like another outlet um, besides from swimming where I, I always like wanted to just, the idea of creating something out of nothing was like always so cool to me. Um, and I remember the first time we like, I created a beat off of um, GarageBand and it was so bad, like, there's no way it's good, you know, but um, that feeling of like, oh, I I literally just, I made this out of nothing, like, my brain did this, my creativity did, did this, it was like, the dopest feeling. Um, so then, I think once we made a couple beats, it was more like, and then we would just like play them in the car with the, our laptop, like put in. And then um, I would, me and my brothers, like we would try to freestyle in them. Um, so bad again, but like it was just like, it was just for the fun of it too. Um, and then slowly, um, you know, as we created beats, we decided to like buy a mic, um, put them on the track, put a hook, make a hook, make a, first like everything was definitely so like hard and like raw but it was just like it was just so fun and it's still fun so as we that's do good it. that's important mm -hmm. because i think mm -hmm. that sometimes sometimes we overlook as creatives is that once we look into it as a business right is mm -hmm. that sometimes we lose that fun aspect of it and you should never do so like it should always you know, if it's not fun to do, then what's the point, right? At that point, yeah. so you you should always have fun, even even if you're looking into doing commercially, you should still have fun in doing so. Mm -hmm. No, of course, um, yeah, and even like I was like kind of thinking about this the other day, but like I think we I never knew why I like made music to begin with. It was just like I always did it because it was like fun and um and then I was thinking like maybe it was another way because we were like me and my bros were like together in like through high school through college and I think as we all kind of went our different ways after college like I think it became more fun because it was kind of a way for us to like connect in a way that makes any sense um where like that bond is like connected through our music. Um, so um, yeah, I think that's why I, I still do it. And it's still like a lot of fun. So which one of you were, were the ones that decided, okay, this is fun, but because there's a difference between like, you know, doing beats and experimenting and doing something with your siblings and then mm -hmm. putting something together and actually you know, making, you know, in this case, you know, making a group called trips in this case was, which is three of you. So mm -hmm. which one of you was the one who came, came up with that idea of let's, let's actually make this into a thing. Um, I think I remember like, um, I think it was like more of, I think all of us were like talking about like, yo, it'd be so sick to make a group. Like, Cause we would just do this and then we'll make like a hook or like a song and then 
um even if it's like it wasn't good at all it was like you know what should we name ourselves and then i think trips came up and um we wanted to incorporate the the three eyes in the trips as like a symbol for like the three of us as the eyes like an eyes each of us oh that's cool um mm-hmm. so i think that was like i think we want i think that was the idea at first and then we decided to just make it as trips after that so kind of came together um but yeah i think it was like all collectively like done i think i remember like we were all freestyling in the car or something and then one of us said it and we're like yo and then we just each like added on something we're like all right let's go but so to bring it back to yourself as an athlete what would you say is different now that you've been doing you know congratulations you've now done uh your the three of you have done a number of releases can you talk about Mm -hmm. the differences between being an athlete in comparison to being an artist like what are the you know similarities differences between the two of them Mm, honestly like i want to say swimming is like the things that i learned from swimming in terms of like goal setting um just like the effort the work that you have to put in for music like um i think even with my a experience as a swimmer i think i work really hard to i worked really hard to get to where i am um and you know there are some people or athletes that kind of have that touch in the water or like you know they've been swimming for like two years and then they're like top times I think um I definitely put in my hours in to get to where I am and I think music is the same way I don't think music comes on an ease on an easy level like I love um working working for it in terms of like if there's a verse or a hook that I want to get but it's not there yet like I want to work on it like however long it may be um and and then like when the final result is there as the song um it's kind of like when you're at a swim meet you go to a competition it's like all the work that you put into it is the competition your performance at the comp at the meet so um i would say that's kind of pretty relative to yeah like a song in a way i'm glad that you brought up discipline because i think that is extremely important as a creative and i know it it can be very much a struggle Mm -hmm. um to you know to have that kind of discipline especially when you're when you're on your own and yeah you you know you only have yourself to answer it for especially for most part when you are an artist and unless you're in a group but still for the most part you usually are on your own and to have mm-hmm. that regiment of making sure like you mentioned you putting in your hours and putting in your dues you know it, I, I can see that there are a lot of similarities there and i'm sure that being you know an athlete has helped you in pursuing a career as an artist mm-hmm. no that's definitely like discipline is um key to like just life 
I think um, whatever you want to, whatever you want to achieve, you need some hard work, some goals, some like days where you don't want to work, you got to get up and do it. Um, and like just showing up is the biggest thing, I think. Um, like no matter how daunting it is to like wake up at 5.30 for morning practice, it's like, yeah, you can sleep, but you know, there's people out there trying to trying to get that that bread so um yeah you want to and it's like way more it's just fulfilling when you have discipline in your life it's um like once you finish a task it's like let's go on to the next one on to the next one because you know i think discipline comes from goals and when you have big goals you want to make sure everything is on the right path for to get to help you get there. So, are there any techniques that you use to keep yourself disciplined? Because I know that uh, that is a very challenging thing. Whether it you know whether it's with swimming or making music or like you mentioned anything in life, I know sometimes mm-hmm. it can be you know mentally exhausting, right? And like you mentioned. Yeah. Hey, you know, there are people waking up at 530 that are already doing things. And do you do you use that as a source of motivation or do you use anything else as a source of motivation for yourself? Um, yeah, I don't really think I like use like other athletes or other people in comparison to like what I'm doing. Um, it's more like because then it just gets way too exhausting, like you're overworking yourself when you do it for like solely for you and the goals that you've put in I think that's when you really want to like get up and like just go 110 like every day um but yeah I think I do have like a yearly routine where I do create goals um at this like certain time of the year um like before the season starts and then making it like quarterly or month by month. Um, And yeah, I think the short-term goals really help me kind of keep keep me on track instead of like looking at the big picture because that could be like very, um, like, what do I gotta do? So. If you don't mind me asking, have you ever missed any of your goals before? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, it's it's like I have these big goals and I always get so close. Like even if I don't make it, I get so close. And I think if I didn't have those goals, would I have even gotten close to that? Like would I even be there? So um like that's part of it. It's not like goals are going to be hit every single time um so and i think that's why i like over goal set i always like try to go for the impossible because i know whatever impossible is the if when i 
because when I'm going for the impossible, everything that's under that is like great as well. Like it's so I think um I think that's why I like I always do and yeah, it's it's dope. Plus you're not alone as well, of course. Like you have you know your two your two brothers that mm-hmm. are also support you supporting you in many different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. So that also helps too when you have that support system. Yeah. And I think like being in a group is like definitely a little more tough because you have to kind of set it as a group as well. And I think that's something we're still kind of figuring out. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think once I, because we each have like our individual goals within the group for it, um, which I learned that it it's probably a lot more, it's a lot better than kind of like being mm, like relying on each other to like get to this certain thing. It's like we each got a task and then like we're going to go for it. So now I'm sure that the three of you don't always agree on everything. So uh, when there is a conflict between the three of you, how do you usually go about handling that? Um, I think we do like a pretty good job of like just staying, just communicating. Like that's the the key. Like we FaceTime like every other day or so. Like because Kevin's in Tokyo on a different time zone and um, makes living with me. Like we we live together out here in Arizona. Um, but yeah, I think we're all always constantly like making sure we're all on the same page when it comes to um like creative decisions um and yeah because it gets if someone's mad it's probably because we didn't talk about it or we we didn't address it like we kind of skimmed it so i think we're just trying to make sure like everyone's on board so we can uh start actually wrapping some things up here um so I do have a couple hey, of questions. Yeah, goes crazy. Goes fast, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we we can actually. Uh, so there are a couple of que- uh, fun questions I always like to ask my guests. Okay. So, um, first question: first concert that you ever went to? Ooh, um, it was like, um, it was Maroon Five. Ooh, that's a good one. Wait, it was like way before they blew up. It was, I think, right when they came out with the the songs songs for Jane album, um, and we were like on the. So we got it was like me and my family, um, and we got tickets for like the the top. And then for some reason, these people came down. And we're like, hey, we got these extra seats on the floor do you guys want to come down and get it like go down we're like no way that's amazing uh, it was crazy and then um i think one of the i think jesse he's like a keyboard player he threw his pick um because he was playing guitar as well he threw his pick and then landed on mick wow and, um, he was able to keep that so i mean that was a memorable memorable one for sure 
that is a great first concert to start with. You're sitting the bar high. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So do you have a go-to song to sing, whether you're driving or you know, in the shower? Like, do you have a go-to song? Uh, go-to? Mm, it's It changes, like, a lot. But um, one of my favorite artists right now is, uh, like, Smino. Okay. He's um he's a rapper, um very Atlanta heavy. He's like he's not from Atlanta, but um dang, where was he? But I I rock with him. Me and um my girlfriend, we went to his concert um a couple months back and it was so sick. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you were to give only one piece of advice to somebody who is looking to be successful, and I'm going to make it very broad here and say, if they're looking to be successful in their career as a whole, mm-hmm. especially somebody yourself, yourself who is a successful athlete and is, is a budding musician, what would that one piece of advice be? Uh, to athletes or to artists? Both. Say both. Um, so either one. I think the biggest thing would be like, like just love what you're doing. It's that's like probably the easiest thing to to me. Like I I love swimming. I love making music, and I don't stop because I enjoy enjoy every single day. Um, I think that's probably like the the easiest most. the broadest answer to um and then i would if you want to you can also do uh an an advice specifically for uh athletes as well as one specifically for musicians if you want to break it down a little bit more okay okay hmm but just one (laughs) an advice um don't overthink it just um you know go with whatever life's has for you life as a everyone has a path and um you know just go with it it's not um there's going to be ups and downs regardless but i think even especially in music like i think for me too i tend to overthink a lot with that more than swimming that's probably because of the experience of how much I've been, how much longer I've been swimming over music. But um, the biggest thing I learned through swimming was to like just do the work, and um, it's gonna come. It's like your time's gonna come, so um, just don't get too bogged down about the result. Just stay present and just keep grinding. 100% agree. Very wise advice. Well, thank you so, so much, Genjay. This is a blast. Thank uh, you, Mike. That, was, that ran so quick. That's I crazy. know, right? It's It goes by fast when you're having fun. So uh, thank you so, so much again for being in the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much for listening to Creatives Prevail. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave us a review. They are an immense help. Now go out there and make something happen.